0: Good evening! Welcome to the PSI Monthly Teleseminar. My name is Kat, and I will be your host for this evening, and on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 40 years, and each month on these calls, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. All of the PSI classes are designed to support you in your own transformation as you create the life of your dreams. For those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI basic seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to PSISeminars.com where you'll find information about all of our seminars as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's PSISeminars.com. The topic for tonight's call is balance, and first off, I would like to introduce your speaker for tonight. We have a very special guest with us this evening, Mr. Paul Theed. He began his journey with PSI seminars in 1991 by attending the PSI basic seminar, and then in 1995, he became an instructor for the class. As a direct result of using the tools from the PSI courses, he married the woman of his dreams and is now a dad to his 12-year-old son and -and three-and-a-half-year-old twins. In addition to his commitment to facilitating the PSI for PSI seminars, Paul owns a motorcycle suspension company. He is the first person ever to exceed 200 miles per hour on an electric motorcycle and the current world record holder having hit 215.9 miles per hour. Paul, are you with us? I am here. Wonderful. Welcome to the call. We're excited to have you.
1: Well, thank you. I, I uh, enjoy uh, being here. I, I appreciate you and appreciate doing this. So uh, I guess we just go ahead and get uh, get going. And interesting, when when you called me and said so the subject was balance, I went, oh, no. <laughs> and, and actually, it's an interesting thing because uh, I think sometimes as facilitators, the what we work on the the most or the, the reason why we facilitate is because we need to work on this stuff the most I, I think back when i was doing my basic seminar i was working 14 to 16 hours a day 7 days a week and uh, you know it's 100 115 hours a week and i had no concept of balance and and it's funny because i'm i still at times struggle with it but i think that in the process of of getting ready for this call what I what I did was I really stopped I think one more time and looked at it and, and, and really appreciated how far I've come in comparison to where I was back then and, you know sometimes I'm pretty tough on myself I don't think I'm the only one that does that either but um, uh, it, it's really you know kind of a neat journey that I've been on and continue to be on and it continues to get better and better and better and And I think that from the outside, a lot of people would say, well, gee, Paul, you you look like you have a lot of balance. And so, so I certainly will, uh, you know, as we go through this, uh, once again, I appreciate the fact that that I was asked to do it. And I also appreciate my life a little bit, a little bit more each time I do one of these. But anyway, so this is actually an interesting subject in that this, when, when I start a basic seminar, I ask people what it is that they want, and it's this is probably one of the most sought-after goals in the basic. It always comes up. Every single basic, people are saying, I want balance. And in balance, there, there's a particular portion of the basic seminar that talks about balance, and it's a specific tool uh, called Peace of Mind Square, which I'm going to introduce that and kind of go through again. Uh, quite often, we're so in a hurry. We don't really spend a lot of time on it. But I think that's one of the pieces. And that tool is really a neat thing to be able to kind of check in and see where we are. Uh, and so then we can look at the areas that we're out of balance and focus on the out-of-balance areas as opposed to the areas that are strong. So meaning focus on the areas that are weakest as opposed to strongest. But I think the other other piece of it that, that people really want to know is how – how do I balance work and family? Uh, How do I balance all that with, you know, fitness and health and quality of life and recreation, et cetera, et cetera? And I think that particularly in our society, but we're not – it's not exclusive to our society, but in our society, we're so go, 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 got it, you know, faster, faster, faster. In fact, I saw a study just recently that says that people are not taking their vacations uh, they're accruing vacations, but they're not taking vacations. And in fact, they're not even necessarily getting paid for the vacation that they that they don't take. They just don't take the vacation. And you know for a number of different reasons, some are uh, you know it's like man, they don't want to – they want to be invaluable to their employer and 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 on and on, but you know people don't in our society quite often don't really value that portion of it either. Anyway, let's go ahead and, and start with uh, the, the Peace of Mind Square. So, the, the Peace of Mind Square, again, as I said, it's a, really a tool to look and kind of check in to see where we are. And the, the idea is that we have four natures of us as a human being we have a physical side, we have an emotional side, a mental side, and a spiritual side. And what we ask people to do in the basic is to rate themselves on a scale of one to 10, one being low, 10 high uh on their each of the sides in their own life and so if you look at the physical side the physical side is our health side and so it's our freedom of disease uh freedom of worry tension stress and so if you look at this uh, if you really think about it if you have if you're not enjoying good health it's really hard to enjoy life certainly life to its fullest and many people have health, health issues. And um, and so, uh, you know, there was a, um, a study that was, was uh, presented on Good Morning America and Dateline fairly recently in newspapers and that kind of thing. And it said that people have, that have a lot of stress, the stress has the same effect, the same negative effect on the cardiovascular system as a pack of cigarettes a day. Yet many people have stress and they really, really struggle with how do I deal with the stress? And stress certainly affects everything in health, everything from back aches to ulcers to cancer to heart disease. And certainly it saps a tremendous amount of our energy. In fact, it's one of the people things that people want to know. It's like, okay, I'm doing, 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 busy, 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 going, going, going. And man, I'm just exhausted. Well, if we add stress on top of that, meaning the mental effect of stress, uh, certainly there goes a lot of our energy. And uh, there's a man that wrote a book, uh, Dr. Barry Adams. He was a general practitioner, um, and he wrote the book, Wake Up, You're Alive. And he said in 30 years, he treated more people for worry, tension, and stress than anything else, meaning that he felt that the cause of most people's diseases worry tension and stress and he said you know you look at something like ulcers and classically ulcers a doctor would prescribe a change of diet and he says you don't get ulcers from what you eat you get ulcers from what's eating you and again it's a thought process that he's concerned with And certainly in the basic seminar if we tie this all back to the basic and I'll continue to as we go And uh, Kat, you and I, as we were talking uh, earlier on, I really started to look at all the things in the basic that weren't specifically kind of identified as a specific part of balance, but absolutely are a part of balance. And anyway, I'll I'll get back to more of that as we go. But, um, uh, you know, it's like one of the things that I, I get as feedback from the basic seminar is that people say that they sleep better and we could look into the why's of all that stuff but but hopefully if you're a basic graduate that's something that you've uh, achieved or received as well so anyway so first part of it you'd rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 on the the physical side which is your health your freedom of disease your fitness uh, etc etc and you know lack of stress and that kind of thing all right so the emotional side again which again, you could probably tie in some of the stress on the emotional side as well, but stress really has a huge effect on the physical side too. But the emotional side, you know, I, I, we we do presentations on the basic seminar, and, and I know that as soon as we talk about the emotional side, an entire group of men is sitting there going, getting ready to rush back to the to the enrollment table and fill out the card and say, finally, a class where we can talk about our emotions, you know. And, and of course, I'm joking, but. Uh, Actually, I remember back when I did my basic seminar and, and I went, emotions? What emotions? And I, in fact, as I think back on it, I go, I thought numb was actually an emotion as opposed to a lack of emotion. And what I realized, of course, is that I had just been stuffing my emotions down and shutting my emotions off for years and years and years and years. And anyway, it's one of the things that in the basic seminar, we really get a chance to look at And really spend time understanding how our emotions work and how we think and you know in fact one of the things that I've noticed is that basic graduates quite often are accused for being a little bit too happy and uh, it's kind of sad if you think about it that what's normal out there is to be broke is to be miserable is to be unhappy and what we do is we see people that are excited and passionate for life And we go, you know, they must be smoking something. And even though it's legalized in many states, uh, uh, you know, we we basically look on somebody that's that's excited and passionate and and happy. And we look at them and we think that there's something wrong. And, you know, if you think about it, if you started to bring 100% of you to your relationships – as well as the rest of life, the truth is that we get worn down so much and we limit ourselves so much, it's very difficult for us to bring 100% to anything in life, including relationships, including our career, including our family, including our physical side, et cetera, et cetera. And for most people, something always pays a price. And I think that quite often for many people, their health pays a price. And depends on, depending on behavior styles, which I'll get to that in a moment, Uh, there's typically kind of a standard thing that that pays a price uh, for each different behavior style but anyway on on the emotional side this is also uh, our relationships with people uh, our relationships with ourself uh, etc etc our connectedness with our emotions our understanding of our emotions. certainly when we feel numb or lack of emotions I I, I really look at it back when I did my basic I really had three emotions one was I was excited, uh, and I could joke around, that kind of thing, but excited was not really a very high-level excitement. Uh, I was angry, which I certainly spent a, a significant amount of time internalizing my anger. I don't, I don't know that I really let it out that much, although certainly some of the feedback that I got was that uh, uh, I, I was a little angrier than I thought that I was. And then the, the third emotion that I felt that I had was, was numbness, and again, I, I thought that was an emotion. But anyway, the point is, is that I really didn't have too much connection to my emotional side. So if I were to rate myself on a scale of one to ten, I'd be probably really generous with a two or a three. Uh, and so again, what I would ask people to rate themselves on all four sides of the uh, of the um, of the peace of mind square. And so you know, with it, so you know, we really talk about. Uh, relationships with other people with ourselves certainly this has to do with our self-esteem self-confidence self-worth etc etc so uh, anyway so if we look at at uh, that side rate ourselves on a scale of 1 to 10 we then move on to the mental side the mental side is the career side it's the professional side it's the knowledge side it's actually considered to be the creative side as well although I think that we can be creative on all the sides but uh, let's just leave. Uh, creativity on the mental side as well and let's stop for a second and look at career many of us are in jobs that we really don't enjoy and if you think about it we are in at least one-third of our life eight hours a day we're in a life a, a career and you know if we go you know typically we're supposed to be in Sleep, eight hours, that leaves eight hours for the rest of relationship, family, physical side, uh, you know, as far as nutrition and exercise and that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, those are kind of the three, you know, three-thirds. And many of us, when we look into our careers, we're not really excited about them. And I, I can tell you, actually, when I did my basic seminar, I wasn't I wasn't all that excited about something that I absolutely used to love. And, uh, you know, I'm in the motorcycle industry. I was back then when I did my basic, and there I was working 14 to 16 hours a day, seven days a week. I was completely burned out in what I was doing. And I I, I found out, I heard it from somebody, I don't remember who it was. They said burnout doesn't occur from um, just doing the same stuff over and over. Burnout comes from doing the same stuff over and over, getting the same results, and so you can be burned out. I was working 100 to 110, 15 hours a week, and I was burned out. And some people go, "Well, yeah, you're, you know, you're working 100, to 115 hours a week, of course," but people can be burned out doing something 20 hours a week or 10 hours a week if all they're doing is the same stuff and it's a different day, same stuff different day, same stuff different day, and so. You know, part of the question that I have uh, for anyone is, are you excited and passionate about your life, every area of your life? And if not, what are you going to do to make it more exciting and more passionate? And so, once again, if what you do is you rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, you go, well, you know, I'm really – I do not look forward to to going to work. And I wasn't looking forward to going to work when I did my basic, and it was in an industry – is in an industry that I love, which is motorcycles. And what happened with me was I, in my basic seminar and throughout doing the advanced work, I really realized many of the things that were holding me back from creating a whole new kind of relationship with my work and my career. And what I did is I got re-energized and I got passionate again about something that I was pretty burned out in. And so anyway, so, uh, you know, this is certainly a good question. So if you go, you know, man, I'm I'm just tired of it. I'm doing the same stuff over and over. I'm just just going to work to pay the bills. My encouragement would be find something that you can be passionate about. And if you're not passionate about something that you were passionate about, one of the options is get passionate about it. And no matter what it is, you know, even if it's something that you got to pay your bills, how can you be passionate about it and if you are more passionate about it would that affect the quality of your life on a daily basis you know day in day out you know and certainly sometimes it's time to take a, a risk and make that change and i'm certainly not the person that can say here is what you need to do this is not an advice column you know certainly i can i can talk about things that i have Done and, and seen and things that I've seen in other people's lives. But anyway, obviously it's something I can't make a decision for other people. But anyway, uh, on this side of it too, like I said, imagination, creativity, problem solving, et cetera, et cetera. And you think about it, when we were young, you know, like before 10 years old, it was, we were very, children are extremely creative. And I, I heard a, a um, you know, it's like, what, what happened to that? You know, I, I remember seeing a, uh, a, a, you know, um, a, a Peanuts cartoon, you know, Schultz cartoon. It's Snoopy sitting there. He's whacking away on his typewriter. He's sitting on top of his, uh, his, uh, doghouse and he's writing a letter to the IRS, right? And, uh, he's going, Dear IRS, please take me off your mailing list. And, uh, and I thought that was just, that was perfect because you think about it and go, Okay, something that's inevitable is taxes, and but what what happens to our creativity and our imagination and our our passion, excitement? Did the IRS take it away? You know, and uh, if, if only we could be taken off of the mailing list, that would be perfect. Anyway, so so, but if you look at it in, in these areas, you look at uh, Einstein. One of my favorite quotes on, from Einstein is, "Imagination is more important than knowledge." And what he's saying is that. That there are solutions everywhere and knowledge, sometimes our knowledge locks us into into a box as opposed to allowing us to be creative. You know, you, you think about his story of, of uh, discovering the theory of relativity. You know, he, he rode a beam of light. And, you know, he shot a beam of light out in – you know, he's riding a train – Uh, you know, going at the speed of light and shot out a beam of light, you know, it's like really (laughs) okay. Yeah, some people go, Well, he got the gift. Well, maybe he was willing to be creative where many of us weren't. And so, uh, you know, one of these things that he says, he says, There's a solution to every problem, there's a solution to every problem, but the solution is outside of the way that we currently think. So, the, 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 um, if you continue to think the way that you thought when you created the problem in the first place, then you're doomed to stay in the problem. So part of the thing is is thinking differently. Um, and, and, you know, you think about anything that was ever created. Look around out there in life, and this goes back to the, the beginning thought that's up on the wall in the, in the basic seminar. To think is to create every single thing. So to think is to create. Everything that was ever created started off as a thought. And, and you, know, you think about it, too. There are people that have come to me and, and uh, in my business, the employees, and they've gone, man, we've just got so many problems. You know, gee, um, uh, you know, I just wish there weren't so many problems all the time. And my thought was, I really thought about this. I said, our, our ability to solve problems is why we get paid. In fact, the reason, one of the reasons why I make as much money as I make is because I've solved a lot of problems for a lot of people. And, you know, so that's something that just passing that on to people. If you have the ability to solve problems, not just identify problems. Some people are really, really good at identifying problems. But, I mean, really solving problems, now we're talking about something that's valuable. That's the kind of person that I want on my team. Anyway, um. Uh, you know, I, one of the things that sometimes people put attitude on, on this side of the peace of mind square on the mental side, I think it might go on uh, emotional side as well. But, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, somebody said to me, say, man, what if you were shopping, you were in Costco, and you were shopping for an attitude, and of course you have one of those big orange carts because you don't want to buy a little tiny attitude, but you're you're walking around. Through the through the aisles there, and you're looking for attitudes there, all different kinds of attitudes, and all of a sudden you bump into your own attitude, and it's on sale, half price. <laughs> would you buy it? And uh, you know, some people go, "Ooh, man, that's a low blow," you know. But uh, anyway, the, the point is, is that rate yourself on a scale of one to ten on the mental side, including your attitude. And the attitude that you really truly have most of the time, uh, you know, both towards yourself and outwardly, and rate yourself on a scale of one to ten, you know, low versus high, uh, certainly the career side, your wealth side, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the mental side. Um, In fact, just another thing to touch on as far as attitude, attitude is probably the most valuable thing that I can purchase when I hire somebody. And it's the thing that it's impossible to put on a resume. People come in with their resumes and, you know, you ask them in the interview and you go, well, why would I hire you versus anybody else? Number one thing people say is, you know, it's like, man, I'm going to do what it takes. Uh, You know, know, I've got a great attitude and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, And, you know, you think about that first day kind of attitude on the job and you go, let's go. You know, I'm ready to go. Well, the question is, is how long does that last? People it lasts a couple of weeks. Some people it's six months, and and then it becomes for many people, man, I'll work harder when you pay me more. And of course, the employer is going, I'll, I'll pay you more when you work harder. And we kind of have for most people that's a, a picture of American business, you know. And so, anyway, the point is, is rate yourself on a scale of one to ten on the on the on the mental side, and, and then the 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 last piece is the spiritual side, and this is not a religious concept per se. But it really is your connectedness. It's your connectedness with, uh, with man, with mankind, not man or woman, but mankind, with human beings. It's your connectedness with spirit, with your spiritual side. Uh, it's your connectedness with your purpose, uh, your willingness to love both yourself and other people, to, to love unconditionally, to love uh, agape love, which is just you know love of everything, love of nature, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Uh, And so it also has to do with how you contribute, contribute to your world, to your society, uh, to you being on this planet. Uh, It is also your leadership side. Uh, And so, uh, you know, again, I I invite you to to rate yourself on a scale of one to ten on on that side as well, on your spiritual side. And and um what we do in the basic seminar is we ask people to rate themselves on a scale of one to ten, and then redraw their peace of mind square with the lengths of the sides based on uh, how they rated themselves. And what people generally notice is they they go, well, you know, gee, my my square is not a square, or or gee, it doesn't connect, or or what have you. But the main thing is is that for most people, for most men, they're strong on on the physical side and they're stronger on the mental side. And most women, on the other hand, are, more, are, are stronger on the emotional side and the spiritual side. And what happens with most people is when push comes to shove, when it gets uncomfortable for us, we generally go to our strong sides and work on them as opposed to going and working on our weak sides. And the concept really is... Balance is the key to power. And instead of going to work on our weak sides, go to, or excuse me on our strong sides. Go to go to work on our weak sides. And and, uh, and and one of the things too, if you want to create a better relationship with the opposite sex, the common ground really is what would overlap. Uh, and so if if uh, uh, kind of a, a female piece of mind score, and again it's not exclusive to anybody, but or to all women per se, but but uh, it's more horizontal. So uh, you know, a stronger on mental and, and spiritual side. Male is more of a vertical, stronger on the mental and the uh, and the knowledge side. Or, excuse me, and the and the physical side. And so the common ground is is that small kind of little overlapping section. And if you want to create a relationship with women, men go work on your weak sides go work on spiritual and emotional side as opposed to the other way around and same thing with women go work on your weak side and and the concept here is so some people they also go well you know my peace of mind square is really tiny and the main thing the idea here is a concept is we encourage people to go set goals on your weak side as opposed to your strong side and so the more square your piece of mind square is, even though it is small, the more square it is, the more evenly, and the more power that you actually have. Certainly, the larger it is, the more power that you have as well. But the more even that it is, the more that it, 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 uh, uh, the more that it benefits you. And it's kind of like having a team of horses, which in our day and age, uh, very difficult for people to really relate to. But when you have a team of horses, and you have two strong horses and two weak horses, uh, the more evenly they pull, they start to become in line synergistically, and you get the total is greater than the sum of the parts, and it becomes easier and easier and easier. And so, again, this is a tool that we present in the basic seminar, and... You know, we of course ask people, well, you know, what's the message here for you? And go work on your weak side as opposed to the strong side. And what people quite commonly do, they still go out and they set goals on their strong sides as opposed to weak ones. So this is a great tool for checking in. And neat thing along the way is you can you can kind of draw your own peace of mind square at any time. You can do it a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, and notice how it has changed. Again, the, the goal is as far as a tool is to become more even and then from that it pulls like a team of horses and then you grow evenly on on all four sides. Anyway, that may be a little bit uh, you know a little bit vague for people, but specifically work on your weak sides. Now, so that was the first part of it. The pr- first part of it is here's a technique called peace of Mind square. The second part of it, I think that what people really struggle with, is they really feel out of balance in the time that they spend in life. And so, uh, you know, people go to work and quite often they, they think about what's going on at home. You know, their focus is like, man, I really should be at home with my family. And or they don't think about their family until later on. And then they feel guilty about not thinking about their family or being with their family. And when they're at home, their focus is at work. And so they're not Really, presence
0: with where they
1: are in life at that moment, and and in fact, what what I think that people do is quite often we sacrifice our fitness, uh, we sacrifice our health, we go and and buy fast foods that we know are not healthy for us, we cut into our sleep, we burn candle at both ends, and we we toughen up and we get used to five hours of sleep. One of the things I'll toss out here just right now if you're if you do nothing else except get that technique of of um, uh, the relaxation cycle the relaxation cycle approved by the American Medical Association it's a 15 minute technique it's recorded on cd you can download it off the internet uh, you know off of uh, uh you know psiseminars.com. not very expensive Uh, And that technique, American Medical Association says, is equivalent to two to three hours of sleep. If you're doing nothing else but relaxation cycle, you're going to be way, way, way ahead of the game because many people, what we do, we sacrifice our health, we sacrifice our sleep uh, uh, for – uh, the other two, you know, either relationship, our relationship with our families or, or for work. And for many of us, it's work, work, work. And, in fact, in, in our society, my observation is we are such a go, go, go American dream, buy the house, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, 2.1 children or whatever the heck it is. And many of us, again, what we do is we feel guilty all the time or quite quite often. And so you know again where I my story is I was working 14 to 16 hours a day 7 days a week and I don't know if I mentioned it but the longest relationship that I had was a year and a half I was 36 years old and the longest relationship that I'd ever had was a year and a half and and then poof they were gone and 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 I actually I was I was pointing the finger out there I was going well, you know, it must be women, or it must be, you know, I didn't I didn't look in that, in all of the relationships that I had had, but one common denominator was me, and and, and there I was working, 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 and I just thought that, you know, I mean, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to work hard, and, and then life would work out, and and it wasn't, and I'd been doing it for quite a while, like what, 10 years or more. And I had just figured that someday it was going to get better, and I mentioned that burnout comes from doing the same thing over and over, getting the same result. And then there's Einstein who defined the definition of insanity, and he says insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting it to be different. And when I heard that one, I, I went, nah, that's not me. And then I really let it sink in, and I go, yes that's me there i am doing the same thing over and over here i am expecting it to be different but i'm doing the same thing over and over and over and so if i can pass on anything it's to be able to stop in fact that's part of the value of the basic for many people that they kind of stop all the noise and just look at what the heck is important and uh, and in fact look at the thought processes that are behind a lack of time, which I think is a a feeling that a lot of people have when they talk about balance. Man, They go, man, I'd have more balance if only I had more time. And so let's look at the things that, that, uh, that, that relate or some of the things that relate to a lack of time. One of the things that I discovered in my basic seminar is that I had a belief that said if I don't do it, it doesn't get done right. And what I quite often do in the basic seminars that I facilitate, I ask the students that question. I go, how many of you have that thought process?
0: If I don't do it, it
1: doesn't get done right. In in general, about maybe 25% to a third of the class raises their hand. And I go, okay, keep your hands up, look around. What does that tell you? And sometimes it's not, sometimes I am a little too subtle, but Uh, uh, As much as a third of the class has their hand up saying that they're the only ones that can do it right, a third of the class has their hand up. (laughs) That means there are a whole bunch of people that feel that they can do it right. And if you think about that thought process for a second, what did I get out of having that thought process? I got absolute perfect quality control because I did everything. And if there any, anything was wrong, I knew who to blame. And, uh, you know, and so I worked really, really, really hard at being perfect and doing it perfect. And, and, you know, that's another another thing about this. I think that probably the perfectionists out there in life probably struggle with this thing, this balance thing more than any other type of behavior style that they, that is out there, or well, actually, that's not a behavior style, but it's it's a common kind of a thought process for many many people is is people think that it has to be perfect, and so there I was, and if I looked at myself, I, that I was in that category, and and so I had a, a thought process that says if I don't do it, it doesn't get done right, and um, that al- along with so so here I well I go well, where where did that come from? One of the things that I used to hear when I was growing up, I used to hear this saying, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. In other words – and I also heard, do your best. Okay? And I also heard if I put 100% into it that I can do anything. I can do anything that I want. Any of those beliefs on their own seem really, really cool and awesome and things that I would want to teach my kids. The problem is, is that when I start to combine those, it becomes a real problem. And so what I would what I would hear is, okay, I can create anything or I can do anything if I just put 100% into it. But then my, my dad or my mom or whatever just say, do your best. But if I combine those two, if my best wasn't the best, then obviously I wasn't doing my best because if I was doing my best that would be the best because I could do anything that I want again is that too subtle (laughs) but but there I was and there I am and I've got to be perfect if it's worth doing it's worth doing right you know here we go and there I there I get this thought process of I'm not enough I don't have what it takes and that thought process of I'm not enough I don't have enough time I don't have enough intelligence I, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not enough is probably the most common core limiting belief that people have in society, period. Once we have these beliefs, and this is a concept of basic, once we have these beliefs, once I have a belief that says I'm not enough, what will I do for the rest of my life is to create evidence that supports that belief. And so what I will do is I will have a lifetime of evidence that supports a belief that says I'm not enough. And here I am, and I'm trying to make things perfect. And, of course, nothing's ever perfect because it could always be a little better. And so there I am at work, and I'm trying to make it perfect, but yet I'm not putting attention to my relationships. It's like, seriously, (laughs) I'm working 14 to 16 hours a day, seven days a week, and I'm surprised that my longest relationship was a year and a half? (laughs) You know? Uh, Paul, you know, okay, wake up. Um, anyway, so, so if we look at these kinds of things, and this is part of the value that people get out of a basic seminar, they kind of look at some of the source of where their limiting beliefs come from. And again, once we get these limited beliefs, I promise you that most of the people out there that are looking for balance in their life, if you look with, without taking too deep of a cut, you can find beliefs that are inconsistent with you actually having balance. Because if you actually had balance, you know, with family, with fitness, with with work, with recreation, with with whatever, meditation time, et cetera, et cetera, if you actually had all that, it would be inconsistent with some belief that you have about you. And once again, if I don't do it, it doesn't get done right. As long as I've got that one instantly, I've absolutely, without a doubt, got a lack of time, uh, uh, a lack of money, a lack of everything. And, and so anyway, so let's, let's go ahead and I, I'm going to touch on just a few solutions and we'll get to some questions here. Um, uh, but you know, solutions, one of the things, again, in the basic seminar is really awesome is that we get to stop all the noise, and just figure out what's important. And some of the things that help me get motivated. One of the things that I've discovered is that in the eyes of a child, attention equals love. In fact, for many kids, even negative attention equals love. Not that I'm inviting people to give negative attention to children, but in other words, another way to say that is time equals love. And what we many times do is we'll go to work, and particularly with uh, you know, one of the behavior styles that we talk about in the basic seminar, which is a formal of behavior style, we go to work, and that's the way we show our families that we care. We go and provide, and we provide a living, and et cetera, et cetera. And But yet our children, if we're not there and we don't give them attention, then they don't feel the love that we're really attempting to give to them. And one of the things that we we can do uh, is, is to create more support around us or accept more of the support in. In fact, it's interesting. In the basic seminar, one of the questions that I ask people is how do you want to be supported? And it's a standard question in the class, and quite often people really, really, really struggle with that question. And even, you know, because they're just – it's so foreign to them. Well, what if you actually created more support? How much could you create with support? And it's really the concept of synergy uh, is really building that support. And, you know, one of the things in my, in my business, my business I used to I, – I, if I wasn't working twice as hard as anybody else in my business, I felt guilty. And, and so, you know, I'd need to come in earlier. I'd need to work later and et cetera, et cetera. And, and, uh, you know, you know, people ask, well, how did that all change? And one of the things that changed for me was I had employee I have an employee right now there is no possible way that I can outwork this guy. Uh, he is just, the guy is phenomenal and I keep continue to encourage him, you know, uh, you know, take a break, take a weekend, take a day, take a whatever and, you know, make your health better, make your, you know, enjoy life. He really enjoys what he's doing, don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, so one of the things, that I, I got a person that I couldn't outwork, and then one of the things that I really decided I really realized that as long as I was doing something, I was really blocking an opportunity for somebody else to learn and grow, and so in many ways – me letting somebody else do work is a way for them to become more valuable and uh, you know really that has helped me a lot and and what I do with my employees is anybody that needs any time off uh, for whatever it is even typically for short notice I just go hey you got handled what you need handled they can go it's not it's like oh well you know I've got a document you for this or I got to take care for that or no 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 it's just hey, they need whatever time they need. If they need to leave early or they need to uh, come in late because they're dropping their kids off or doing whatever, that works. And that's a neat kind of relationship that I have as an employer with employees. And uh, anyway, I, I just – I really enjoy being able to, to create that. Um, and one of the things uh, – I was actually talking to my wife about this, uh, about um, balance. And she says, you know, one of the neat things – about me personally and I really took it as a very high compliment she says you can really 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 put aside work once you come home and understand that I'm working um, I'm working 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 and I'm working when I'm in my car and then once I get home boom all of that's set aside I'm with the family and certainly I may do some stuff later on or I might, might do something on the computer later on but when I'm there I I'm there and I'm able to be 100% there for my family or for whoever that I'm with and so anyway Well, actually there are other things that I want to I want to talk about as kind of techniques and things to do and, and I think that probably some of them will come out when we're talking about I uh, want to work answer some of the questions out There uh, so I'd actually like to kind of kind of pause this for a second and, and go ahead and go to the to the uh, the questions. So cat what do you got for me?
0: Uh, okay, we have quite a few questions We have KA asking how to balance being present with a person while also responsive to other calls and emails. (laughs)
1: Uh, Okay, this is a a little difficult because it sounds like how do I be there 100% for somebody but yet also be 100% available for calls and emails? I have no idea. Next question. (laughs) And, and, And I'm actually joking a little bit here. But, you know, I mean, it's the kind of thing where certainly being present with the person that you're at, yeah, there are going to be times, uh, you know, it's kind of like when I get a phone call uh, from my wife. I don't care who I'm in conference with or in meeting with. Let's put it this way. 99.99% of the time, I take the call from my wife. And so – and for most people, I'll look at it and go – and I'll decide whether I'm going (laughs) to take that call right that instant. Versus being present with that other person. And certainly, I would acknowledge that with the person that I'm with and say, hey, you know, this is my wife. I really need to take this call. Is that okay? And they always say yes. You know, so I'm not sure that that really answers that question. However, the best that you can be, you know, and certainly what I'll do with my wife. If I find out that this is something that I can handle later, I'll say, hey, hon, you know, I'm, I'm uh, in a meeting right now or something. Can I uh, can I call you back in 20 minutes or whatever? And she always says yes. So, so anyway, I don't know if that helps at all, but uh, that's all I got. So anyway, what else you got? Well,
0: and there's also, I'll just throw in there that some great exercises in the basic seminar around uh, listening and being present and so on. So uh, some great tools. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, We have a question here from RH. How do I know what to focus on? Uh,
1: How do I know what to focus on here? Here is the answer for your life. I will tell you what to focus on. I have no idea. Next question. (laughs) Again, I I, I apologize a little bit. How do I know what to focus on? Part of the value of the basic seminar, and do you know if – uh, RH is a basic grad or not?
0: Uh, RH has been to the basic as well as the life success course.
1: Okay, perfect. So, time to re audit or time to just spend some time, which is actually one of the neat things about doing this work, is spend some time figuring out what's important. And I was so into time management, frankly, when I did my basic seminar that I didn't really spend a lot of time really looking at the bigger picture in life, but really spend some time, re-audit a basic, staff a basic, uh, you know, become a facilitator, whatever, so that you spend some time really deciding what's important in your own life. That is one of the things that is incredibly valuable for the basic. And every time I facilitate a basic, I get new things out of it. I get value out of it. And one more time, I question my own life. And I look at what's really important. And seriously, that's not something that I can. I can decide for anyone else. Certainly, as far as focusing on, I would certainly say, figure out what's important, figure out the thought process that are holding you back, and start to do something about them. And she's got enough educate or, or you know, RH. Uh, sorry, I assumed that it was a woman, but uh, uh, and. Uh, um, um, and I don't even know why. So anyway, but uh, maybe it's just my intuition. But um, anyway, uh, because, I mean, it really is a universal question that anyone can ask. Uh, and, and that is, uh, you know, but but go and really spend some time figuring out what it is that you want and what's holding you back. Next question.
0: Definitely. And, uh, yeah, definitely tools for, uh, re-auditing in the basic and getting in touch with what your vision and purpose is. I mean, I know there's a big focus in the leadership seminar, so maybe one of the next steps is uh, women's leadership. There you go. Get yeah, there you that. go. And in
1: fact, yeah. yeah, in fact, actually, that I look back and thank you for reminding me that my men's leadership seminar absolutely created a whole vision for my whole life. And, and then it, it really becomes easy to focus on once you have that kind of clarity. So anyway, okay, next question.
0: Next from so Jay. Yes. Next from J.A., how do you cope with not being at a certain point in life that you hoped or feel you should be?
1: Um, You know, this is really one that I think is universal for everybody. It really gets into the the three R's, which is, again, a a thought process that is really a devastating thought process. It has to do with resentment and how we deal with resentment in our lives. The truth is that for most people, we're resentful the most with ourselves. And, you know, and certainly we can be resentful with other people and things and, you know, our, our politicians or our, you know, whatever. But for most people, they really struggle with, with forgiving themselves and, and acknowledging themselves and appreciating themselves for where they are in life right now. Here's my thought. Uh, and that is you are doing the best that you know how based on your conscious and unconscious thought processes and beliefs. You could not be any better off in any area of your life. That includes balance, uh, that includes peace, that includes you know, peace of mind, that includes giving and forgiveness and, and wealth and liberty and, and et etc. Et you could not be doing any better than you are right at this moment in life. It's not possible because you are performing to the level of your programming, uh, both unconsciously and your knowledge consciously. You know, and so... So, um, to be able to acknowledge yourself for where you are, and you know, the truth is that we could always go, oh, you know, gee, I should be here, uh, gee, I should be there. Stop. Certainly, set some goals, set some, you know, some direction in life. And I would encourage you to uh, to to decide who's the man or woman that you want to become, as opposed to, you know, I've got to achieve this particular goal or this in particular. Figure out the man or the woman that you want to become, and if that woman or man is wealthy or has liberty, et cetera, et cetera, certainly you're going to need to make some money, and certainly there will be some goals along the way that you want to set that are in alignment with that. But figure out who it is that you want to become and recognize the steps that you're taking towards that every day. and Acknowledge yourself. Give yourself a pat on the back. Give yourself a, a pat on the back for being in the struggle because, again, just like the basic, there are only two directions either forward or backward, either growth or decay, which one are you going to choose? And if you recognize that you're growing more than decaying, fantastic. Quit beating yourself up because, frankly, that's not that productive, um, you know, other than getting committed to growing, you know, and then once you decide you're going to grow, go. Uh, so with that, next question.
0: Next up from uh, D.D., what are some of the warning signs you use to tell when you are getting out of balance?
1: You know, that's not something that I can really answer. Again, that's really a personal question. Uh, And I I think that people feel balanced differently. They feel balanced differently when they're in relationship, when they're not in a relationship, when they have a family, when they have kids, when they have, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think that that's a really, really personal question. That only only you can answer and it's again one of those things where a basic seminar or any time that you really spend just kind of with your own thoughts but particularly with the basic where it's kind of got some guided portions to it to really look at what's important in life um, you know and then you know you just check in yourself and go you know am I in balance am I out of balance uh, For me personally you know I've, I've actually been blessed genetically as far as my health is concerned. And I've always paid attention to what I eat and that kind of stuff, but I didn't really get enough exercise. Um, And, uh, you know, what I do now is I'm not the kind of guy that loves going to the gym. I just – that's not me. And what I've done is I actually combine um, – actually mountain biking with my son and racing mountain bikes with my son – uh, where it's something I really enjoy doing, which I think is actually a little bit crazy, uh, but it's something I really enjoy doing, and I get to work on my relationships and the, you know, kind of uh, the quality on that uh, that part of life too, where I'm doing a couple of things. So I know the question was really, you know, how do I know when I'm out of balance? Well, look on the four sides of Peace of Mind Square, and ask yourself the question. <laughs> Rate yourself on a scale of one to ten, and look. So anyway, next question.
0: Next up from uh, M.E., how do I fit it all in and still have time for self-care and family? And we'll make this the last question. There's actually a number of people who basically are asking, how do I have it all? How do I fit it all in? How do I make it all work?
1: Well, part of having it all has to do with perspective. So if what you do is you say, you know, gee, I want to be uh I want to uh be an astronaut, I want to land on the moon. Uh I want to have uh 5 billion dollars. I want to end world hunger. Uh I want to be the best dad or mom in the world and uh, spend 100% of my time with my children and my wife or or my husband and my kids. You're smoking crack. Okay? And what I mean by, you know what I mean by that is Sometimes we get into this thought process of having it all. And I really would like people to temper that a little bit and go, okay. And I really want to do it with a word that I sometimes cringe. In fact, even as I was thinking about it, I cringed. And that is something that is realistic. And realistic really has to do with our thought processes and what we think we're capable of. And so I really want to be careful about what I communicate when I say, um, you know that, that it's attainable, um, uh, and but doing it all, I think that what we are capable of as human beings is way, way, way greater than I, I think than than what we have allowed ourselves to do in the past. Uh, because I think we limit ourselves so much, and at the same time, um, you know, some stuff is just way out of the the realm of possibility. Uh, and i would certainly encourage people go for it but again focus on the man or woman that you want to become create support encourage support you know they say that uh, it takes a village to uh, to raise a child Create a village around you. We're surrounded by people, but yet many of us feel alone. We feel separate. You know, There are people that have three kids, and you know, they're their single mom or single dad, and they're raising the kids, and, and they're going, man, I'm just burnt out. I'm just tired. I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm on and on and on, and you never have time for yourself. Well, here's the thing. Do meditation with your children. Go figure out a way to exercise with your children. Go teach your children about nutrition as you're learning nutrition uh, go figure out what things are good for you and what things aren't good for you. Uh, you know, make it a family project so that that's an environment that pe- people are around. Uh, and I'm just tossing out possibilities, right? Um, um, uh, you know, and like I say, exercise together. Um, um, uh, you know, do uh, uh, a relaxation cycle where you're, you know, and teach your children this. Um, you know, on and on. You know, I combine things as much as possible. You know, I'm having a relationship. My wife is actually going to start mountain biking here. You know, and and uh, we may take our, our our three and a half year olds to their first mountain bike race tonight. You know, uh, maybe I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But uh, you know, certainly they'll be introduced to it fairly soon. And and uh, uh, you know, it's something that we can do as a family. And and so my son, who's way stronger, he'll ride way up ahead, and then he'll ride back, and he'll ride way up ahead, and he'll get a good workout while the while the three-and-a-half-year-olds are kind of, uh, you know, going as well as they can, you know. So anyway, there's not necessarily a magic pill here. One is, if you're a perfectionist, really question that one. If you think that you've got to have it all, figure out what really having it all is for you. Create, Figure out what balance would be. Make that you know the the peace of mind square. Work on making it square, and then growing it from that point. Uh, don't sell out on your health and your sleep and, and your rest and your relaxation and you know etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Balance it more. And I, I tell you what, I've got a phenomenal house. It's huge. I, I'm overlooking. I'm, right now. I'm sitting on my bed, just overlooking the, the ocean. I can I can see the the waves crashing on the rocks. I don't need this house to be happy. I don't need this house to be happy. And certainly I appreciate what I have created in my life. No matter what it is, acknowledge and appreciate your life with what it is that you've created. Know that you know that you know that you're capable of creating an extraordinary life. Don't sweat the details. Be present. Be present right now, where you are right now. Certainly, have the future in your mind. Go become the man or woman that you want to become. And you know, once again, really acknowledge and appreciate you for who you are becoming. So, um, that's the last questions. Uh, Kat, you got anything else?
0: No, that's the last question. That's actually all the time we have. So I think that's the perfect uh, note to end things on, unless you you have anything else to add in the next, you know, 30 seconds that you could uh, give us one last takeaway.
1: You know, I think that probably the one last takeaway is really what I've reiterated before. And and it's kind of uh, there's a thought process out there that says everything is perfect. Everything is perfect. And where you are right now is a great and perfect place to grow from. It's not an ending point, it's a beginning point. And every day, you know, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Every everything is perfect and go create that incredible extraordinary life. And you know, again, sometimes it's not the easy perfect answer, but uh, you know, hopefully something in here helps. And 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 once again, Kat, thank you very much for for allowing me to be on this, uh, on this call. And I really appreciate you doing what you're doing.
0: Absolutely. Well, that is a perfect way to end the call and thank you so much for Paul, for being with us tonight and sharing with us. Uh, it's always a pleasure having you teach. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you to everyone listening in. We hope that you enjoyed the call and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't wanna miss next month's call. It's scheduled for Tuesday, July 14th. You can register now at psiTeleseminars.com, and remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's psiTeleseminars.com. As many of you know, we post live updates during the call on our Facebook page and we love having your input. You can go to facebook.com forward slash PSI seminars and share your thoughts. What did you get out of the call and how are you gonna implement these tools and techniques into your life. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to psiseminars.com where you'll find information about all of our courses as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's psiseminars.com. Thank you everyone for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night.